Hi, I am Iria Enachimio. Let the truth be told. Today, let's talk some monkey business. Banana business. Let's talk bananas. I'm kidding. No, I'm not. Do you know what a banana republic is? A republic of bananas, by bananas, and for bananas. You think that's crazy? Well, I don't blame you. But truth is, it's not as crazy as you think. In political science, according to Wikipedia, the term banana republic describes a politically unstable country with an economy dependent upon the exportation of a limited resource product such as bananas or minerals. But you see, that political science perspective doesn't quite explain it. If you know all the battles that have been waged and coups that have been executed over banana, you will understand why monkeys stopped evolving into humans. It is monkey business, I tell you. And it all started with Americans. But you don't have to take my word for it. Do your own research. Don't go too far. Check Wikipedia like I did. Typically, a banana republic has a society that is sharply divided into status groups, castes or classes with ranks according to birth, occupation or other criterion. It would usually have a large impoverished working class which is ruled by the wealthiest in that society, primarily composed of the business, political and military elite of that society. The ruling class controls the primary sector of the economy by way of the exploitation of labor. Such exploitation is enabled by collusion between the state and favored economic monopolies in which the profit derived from the private exploitation of public lands becomes private property, while the debt incurred thereby are the financial responsibility of the public treasury. Which means that the term banana republic is just a cheeky way of describing a dictatorship, a form of master-slave relationship that abets and supports for kickbacks the exploitation of the masses, originally through large-scale plantation agriculture, especially banana cultivation. In his book, Cabbages and Kinks, 1904, the American author Henry coined the term Banana Republic to describe Honduras and neighboring countries under economic exploitation by U.S. corporations, such as the United Fruit Company. It was a collection of short stories inspired by his experiences in Honduras where he lived for six months, hiding in a hotel when he was wanted in the U.S. for embezzlement from a bank. The history of the Banana Republic itself began with the introduction of the banana fruit to the U.S. in 1870 by Lorenzo Dalbeca, captain of the schooner Telegraph, who bought bananas in Jamaica and sold them in Boston at a 1,000% profit. By the late 19th century, three American multinational corporations, the United Fruit Company, the Standard Fruit Company, and the Cayamel Fruit Company dominated the cultivation, harvesting, and exportation of bananas and controlled the road, rail, and port infrastructure of Honduras. 
The fruit exporting corporations kept U.S. prices low by legalistic manipulation of Latin American national land use laws to cheaply buy large tracts of prime agricultural land for corporate banana plantation in the republics of the Caribbean Basin, the Central American Isthmus, and tropical South America. The American fruit companies then employed the dispossessed Latin American natives as low-wage employees. By the 1930s, the United Fruit Company owned 1.4 million hectares or 3.5 million acres of land in Central America and the Caribbeans and was the single largest landowner in Guatemala. Such holdings gave it great power over the governments of small countries. In 1912, with the help of the American mercenary General Lee Christmas, the civil government of Honduras was overthrown and a military government friendly to foreign business was installed. The U.S. dollar went on to become the legal tender currency of Honduras, and the mercenary General Lee Christmas became commander of the Honduran army, and later was appointed U.S. consul to the Republic of Honduras. Countries that obtained independence from colonial powers in the 20th and 21st centuries have at times thereafter tended to share traits of banana republics due to the influence of large private corporations in their politics. So, how fair is it when rogue nations describe their victims as banana republics? The peoples resent the occupation and their enslavement, but justice has fled to Antarctica. In his poem La United Fruit Co., the Chilean poet Pablo Neruda captures the resentment. When the trumpet sounded, everything was prepared on earth, and Jehovah gave the world to Coca-Cola Inc. Anaconda, Ford Motors, and other corporations. The United Fruit Company reserved for itself the most juicy piece, the central coast of my world, the delicate waste of America. It rebaptized these countries banana republics, and over the sleeping dead, over the unquiet heroes who won greatness, liberty, and banners, it established an opera buffer. It abolished free will, gave out imperial crowns, encouraged envy, attracted the dictatorship of flies, Trujillo flies, Tacos flies, Carriers flies, Martinez flies, Ubico flies, flies sticky with submissive blood and marmalade, drunken flies that buzz over the tombs of the people, circus flies, wise flies expert at tyranny. With the bloodthirsty flies came the fruit company amassed coffee and fruit in ships which put to sea like overloaded trays with the treasures from our sunken lands. Meanwhile, the Indians fall into the sugared depths of the harbors and are buried in the morning mist. A corpse rolls, a thing without name, a discarded number, a bunch of rotten fruit thrown on the garbage heap. So, when you hear nations being derogatorily referred to as banana republics, it's usually a case of giving a dog a bad name in order to hang him. It's like a robber caught red-handed calling his captor a thief. So you see, a banana republic is a calf deprived of its mother so that the farmer may obtain enough milk. How heartless. Why am I talking bananas? Well, 
have been watching the American elections, and I'm thinking, there's not much difference between nations after all, be they banana or plantain republics. In almighty America, elections can get quite as acrimonious as they get in banana republics. The lust for power knows no color, no race, no tribe. In the book, Banana Republicans Sheldon Rampton and John Stober would like to refer to America as a banana republic. But I'm not willing to go that far. But gosh, I've got to take my gut feelings more seriously. Why did I ever think it was the monkey who invented the banana? Monkeys may love bananas, but cultivating it is someone else's business. Thanks for sharing this experience with me. Thanks for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, follow, and share this podcast. Let the truth be told. And join me every two weeks for a brand new episode. Take care and stay safe.